I'm Kelly. And I'm Katrina. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the Glass Chest. Bonjour, Katrina. Salut. Comment ça va? Ça va comme ci, comme ça. Et vous? Et tout? Et moi aussi. For those who don't know what we said, we don't know either. I just asked <laughs> Katrina, how are you? And how are you, you feeling? I'm, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm sitting recording this episode, which is a rarity. Yeah, she cannot sit to save her life. <laughs> I don't sit still, well. but you know what? We're changing it up this time. I love the new setting. You guys can't see it, but yeah, good, good luck with your setup. <laughs> it's not falling over yet. That's good. Anyway, moving on. Hi, everyone. Do you ever just go on the Instagrams, the Facebooks, the Twitters, the TikToks, and you're scrolling through and you're like, oh, there goes another engagement. Oh. There, someone's married. Oh, someone's celebrating an anniversary. Oh, oh, that guy's new. Wait, I haven't seen this guy on this girl's store. Hold up, did they break? Uh, there's just a lot going on on the internet and whether people are celebrating their anniversaries or their, their relationship milestones or maybe it's just Valentine's Day or if it's cuffing season. Is it? Is it cuffing season? Uh, <laughs> Cuffing I, I season I, starts in like uh, September, the oh, autumn. Okay. I think okay. cuffing season ends around March or does it? It's a long season. Well, the whole point is like to have the talking phase, right? So then you're cuffed for the oh. holidays and Valentine's Day. And then as the weather gets warmer and the days get longer, people want to hoe again. Oh, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, guys, you see all of these relationships of sorts going on. And if you are a single person scrolling through all this, you might be thinking, wow, look, look at all these people coming together. Can't, can't relate to that. Well, this is the episode for you. But wait, even if you do not resonate as a single person scrolling through, this episode will be about embracing your single identity, whether you actually are single or if you are in a relationship and you want to find a greater sense of independence. Welcome. We are going to unpack that and find our true selves and find comfort with that. We're going to try. We're going to try. As you can already tell, we will be speaking about enjoying the single life, your whole independent identity. I would just like to preface uh, before we dive into everything that Katrina and I are two people who cannot represent the experiences of all. And because this is our podcast, subsequently, we are speaking from our perspectives. Uh, we don't expect you to relate to them. However, if you do find a golden nugget or so, or maybe it's not, might not be a golden nugget. It might be a nugget, just a regular nugget or a McNugget. McNuggets are good. Speaking of which, I have chicken nugget Valentine's Day cards and Katrina does too because if you go yeah. to Shoppers Drug Mart like after Valentine's Day or like I think on Valentine's Day, you can get discounted Valentine's Day cards. That's a nugget of information. I also have hockey ones for all of our hockey fans out there. They're NHL teams and they're 3D. Ooh. Yeah. Anyway, y'all, if it's Valentine's Day at any point when you're listening to this, go check out your Shoppers Drug Mart. Or if you're not from Canada, check your Valentine's Day Walgreens. Check Target. wherever you can get Valentine's Day cards are probably discounted, just like the chocolate. So you might as well cop that too, because it's always nice to have a little card to give you some love. 
And even if you have no one to give it to, you can give it to yourself because we are talking about loving ourselves and our singleness in this episode. Tangent aside, yes, we are not able to cover <laughs> everything with everyone else's experiences. We are speaking on behalf of ours. I'm personally speaking from the perspective of someone who has been single my whole life and who would want to be in a relationship one day, but definitely not today or tomorrow or anytime soon. And so that being said, I do recognize that there is a different type of longing that comes from people who have been single their whole life versus who are in a single state having come from a relationship. There is longing in both senses with being, you know, by yourself. However, again, the depth of longing, the severity, the, the length of longing, it's a different process for everyone. And I will not be able to obviously address it in a way that everyone will perfectly connect to. But hopefully in this episode, you can get something out of it. Also, another thing to be said before we dive right in is that it is also completely normal if you just want to be single for the rest of your life, or maybe you just want to date for a bit and just like, you don't want to marry, you don't want to have a partner. That is completely okay. I think it's important for everyone to recognize that there is your identity with your partner, partners, if you know, if you're into that. And there is that relationship you have with yourself, as well as the relationship you have with all of these other people in your life, whether it's your family, your mentor, your friends. But in this episode, we're going to be fostering more of that self-relationship. So Kelly, what inspired this episode? <laughs> Thank you for asking. <laughs> I wanted to address this for a while because, I mean, oh God, I've, I've said it, I, this feels like a very narcissistic episode, but I've addressed it already before and in the first episode that I've been single for a very long time. And that is okay. I, it's not something that I feel embarrassed about or something that I feel weird about. But it was something that I noticed that in comparison to other people, they would find that a bit odd. Or they would reflect upon that statement on themselves and feel like they feel weird for being single for so long. And I've seen so many people very concerned about their whole single identity from, you know, high school or just like, oh my gosh, so-and-so is in a relationship or like, I have a crush on this boy and I just, I just, I just want what they have. And then as you reach, you know, your post-secondary years where it's just like, oh, people are getting real serious about this whole relationship thingy. And here I am, you know, either by myself or like in things that don't last too long. Or just scrolling through the apps. And, you know, as you get out of that, you start seeing people who are committing to their lifelong partner as you ah. <laughs> and as you pass that, then you might start seeing people who have families. And it's just you see all these different types of relationships going on. And then you look at yourself and it's like, why? Like, why am I just by myself? Or like, why can't I be like them? And even aside from your own perception of yourself, you do get that perception from others where it's just like, yo, so is this person going to start dating or anything? Like, why are they always alone? And I've seen like a lot of people who are very concerned about their single identity. And not that I, I don't know if my For You page is just trying to talk to me or not, but I have... <laughs> I have seen TikToks of people actually addressing how being single for, you know, X amount of time, it kind of messes you up. And I think that's also partially at fault with social media depicting what all these relationships look like. And if you're not in a picture with other people, it's just like, well, oh, here I am just by myself and here are all these other people together and stuff. I definitely empathize with that because I've seen people mention about how like if they've never been asked out in high school, for example, 
then they don't know how to process this whole um, dating culture once they're out of it. Because at mm-hmm. least when you're younger and you do experience that, you are able to make mistakes and grow from it. But then once you're, I guess, a more higher functioning adult, it's like, oh, I don't know what to do with this. And I don't know what to do with myself. And like, why am I alone? Mm-hmm. Why can't I handle these relationships and stuff? Basically, what I'm trying to come across here as to what inspired this episode is that there is a lot to be said about one's singleness. And I don't think that's something that people commonly address because it's deemed as something kind of embarrassing. And I mm-hmm. just want to say that it's it's not. I There are surprisingly a lot of people who mm-hmm. are not in relationships. And I mean, they might not just post about <laughs> the relationship with themselves all the time. It just seems like everyone's like dating people because that's what people are inclined to post and it is okay Mm -hmm. to be single it is okay if you haven't dated thus far it's okay if you want to do things by yourself it's okay if you don't want a relationship sometimes you might not be that strong independent woman who don't need no man so it's okay to feel lonely and it's also okay to just feel comfortable with just being with you cool so now we're going to delve a bit into our experiences as single beings but oh wait not both of us are experiencing this right now so you know i'm gonna toss it over to katrina to start this off thanks kelly yeah i am not single but for majority of my life i was so this whole not single collective identity thing is still rather new to me even though it's been over a year but it's still new okay boo at date (laughs) Just kidding. Thank you for all of your, your tech support. Yes. So for the most part, when I was single, I really didn't care that I was, or I didn't mind that I was. It was just, I didn't know the difference, but it's not like I was dying to be in a relationship either. Mm-hmm. I think in the back of everyone's mind, it's always, oh, that would be kind of nice to, you know, have your person always cheering you on or that is obligated to pick up a phone call, you know, but it really didn't matter to me. And being a single person through university, I was kind of like, I had my freedom and I appreciated that. Not that you don't have your freedom in a relationship. It just becomes this extra consideration where you don't have to ask for permission to do stuff, but it's like, oh, it's another birthday to remember, or you want to spend time with your person. So then you have to work around your school schedule, your work schedule, seeing your friends. It just becomes this extra layer of remembering stuff or like come mm-hmm. holidays. Oh, like you might want to go see both people's families. It was just something that you always make time for the things that you care about. But it was something that I was just like, yeah, I'm not in a rush to necessarily do that. And like relationships are expensive. They don't have to be. You don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to be going out for expensive meals or like you don't have to spend money all the time, but just in your time and effort in maintaining a relationship even maintaining friendships it's time and effort so Mm -hmm. it's just it was something where I was never super worried about also I had a lot of single friends so I never felt pressure and hearing about relationship issues or the talking stages or whatever from some of my friends who were more active on the dating scene that that was enough for me I was like good I feel that that's good (laughs) but yeah I'm not single now and it's good too (laughs) (laughs) okay how has your experience been being single kelly ever since i was born (laughs) (laughs) um i mean like it feels the same because it's been my entire life but for me there are several reasons as to why i've been in this state and and i'm fine i'm fine i'm actually fine but i would say that 
not to be rude or anything, but there's just no one, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. But I think it's because I prioritize myself and I really value my own time. I've just never really looked at anyone in that way. I mean, like there hasn't been anyone in particular that made me feel like, you know what, maybe I should take that chance, mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. Because a lot of people would tell me, Kelly, you just have to wait for the right guy. And I mean, like, yeah, sure, whatever. But just logistically speaking, there aren't that many guys in my life. A majority of the spaces I've been in, the subjects I take, the clubs I join and stuff, they tend to be more female oriented. And I'm straight. And in those spaces, I'm just like, I just want to be friends with everyone. Like, I don't really look for that sense of partnership. And thankfully, a lot of the people who I am friends with, and surprisingly, a lot of my family members have just gotten used to the state that I'm in. And so they get the vibe that I just want to be friends. And so I've just, I've just been being friends with people. I've just been enjoying my time alone. And personally, I just don't think I can handle being in a relationship. And so I think I've just been blind towards everyone and just avoiding everything because I can't get myself to be in one. And I can't imagine it serving any sort of benefit given the state that I'm in mentally and the people in my life or the people who I tend to be surrounded by. So nothing has ever made me feel as if I should risk being in that situation. So I've, I've just been fine being in the state. As mentioned, there I feel like there are different stages of singleness. So like when you're yeah. in elementary school, it's a whole different vibe compared to when you're like in post-secondary or when you're adulting and stuff. Mm -hmm. And while I was in school, I remember in high school, I just I just knew I wasn't gonna <laughs> I wasn't gonna date. Yeah. Like you see high school boys and it's like, God, I hate all of you. There is no way this is happening. In an ideal world, as in like I think elementary school me. I thought, you know what, it'd be really nice if I was friends with a boy and then by the end of high school and then we all go to university together, we'd be together forever. But that 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 dream just shut down immediately yeah. and I stepped into <laughs> high school. And so a lot of people would think, okay, like maybe post-secondary or workplace, like the common space that you're in as a young adult. After the first week of university, I just knew there is no way I'm dating at all in my years at university it was it was a no so I think I just kind of shut everything out and so I just didn't date and logistically speaking it helps so much because you save money you live better and you have less worry about having to integrate someone in your life as you said I already have a lot to deal with on my own and then having to care for someone to that degree is a lot and obviously I would want to care for them to the best of my ability but I just mm -hmm. don't think I'm at a stage in my life where I can do that properly I think you have to find the person that you deem worth it to collaborate with, to integrate into your life, to introduce to friends, cross friend groups, meet family. A relationship isn't a loss of freedom, or it shouldn't be, but it is a shift in how you approach certain things. So it really is finding the person in which you can make that work with. And I have found my person and I'm thankful and happy. There's a fine balance between hypersimilar and differences complementing each other. I think communication is super important to making that work. You need to be able to talk about things and be honest about things if you want to get anywhere. Yeah, it's a lot to deal with and I cannot deal with that right now. And as yeah. you said earlier, I have a bunch of friends who tell me stories about their love life or lack thereof <laughs> get it that's from the trailer if you didn't watch the trailer go watch the trailer now even though you already know it who we are. anyway i've heard a lot of different stories from friends or overheard some gossip and 
it just seems like a lot to deal with. And as a single person on one hand, do I feel a bit weird being like that one person there? Kind of. But then I also think about all the problems that couples have. And I'm like, you know what? I'm in a safe space by myself. And that's perfectly fine. Like, I'm good. I'm that's enough. That's yeah. Enough. Yeah. So I normally just serve as like that third party responder just to help them sift through their emotions. Cause it's hard to do that when like all the emotions are clouded with not just yours, but your partner. So mm-hmm. I've been having a fun time. My brain's been doing all right. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm chilling. That's what matters. As you can see, we're fine. We're, we're, we're fine. We're fine. Right? We're yeah. fine. We're fine. But you know what isn't fine? What? Society's idea of being single. Let's unpack this. Let's get this off our chest. Yes. <laughs> when you're younger, specifically elementary school, I feel like there's a lot of pressure to like people. Or the hot topic is always, who do you like? Or guess who he likes? Or guess who she likes? And right, (laughs) you're past the stage of the opposite sex having cooties. And I think that's kind of where the pressure starts to be interested in or date people. And then if you don't like somebody, there's something wrong with you. I feel like it depends on the school. Some schools I've I've heard from other friends with how they felt pressured into dating at such a young age. I think for the most part, my school was pretty chill. There were some people dating, but at the back of my mind, I was like, Wait, but if you date in elementary school, that means you need your parents to drive you on dates and you need your parents to give you money for stuff. And that just seemed like a lot of effort that didn't make sense to me at the time. So dating in elementary school was just a, it's just a no. And then once you age or once you pass the elementary high school-ish stage, there's people pushing you to marry or date or I know. Oh, God. <laughs> Around your 20s, you get the questions, are you seeing anyone or are you going to have kids? Or when you start seeing someone, it's when are you getting married? I feel like a lot of life is measured by our landmarks based on who you're seeing and dating. I understand because the first is kind of a big deal all of the time. Whether or not Mm -hmm. it should be, it is. And there's just such pressure from family members or external people or sometimes even strangers about what you're doing with your life and I don't appreciate or understand why yeah it's annoying because from a cultural perspective and a generational perspective I mean people used to get married pretty young once you're in that age where people in the past have dated and gotten married it's now forced upon you and that's the expectation but I mean with this generation and all of the opportunities and the way our mindsets have shifted we just don't feel as inclined to being in relationships some people do and that's totally fine as long as you're happy in that relationship but it's just really annoying to have people put that pressure on you just because that's what their experience or what their culture or their generation has dictated and they just feel they have to impose those beliefs on us And it's just really weird because as an Asian, as a Filipino, you get the whole like, oh, you should be in this year education first and then date and have boyfriend and get married and have kids. Pero like you also are expected to be seeing someone while you get an education in order to make that feasible at the age that is desired upon relatives. Mm -hmm. I'm really fortunate in the sense that my parents aren't expecting anything from me anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Like they're always just like, Kelly is fine. Like you'll, 
they, they don't really have an accent. They they tell me that just go at my own pace and I'll the right boy will come for you when your time is ready. I don't feel pressured in that way, but I've seen it from a lot of my friends and stuff where they're expected to be dating someone and to hopefully get married soon so that way they can get grandkids and it's like yeah I'm, yeah I'm just trying to yeah. function in the society with this economy with the, all of these other problems going on that dating is not a priority and so it's always been weird to that they have that expectation on us when we have so many other things we gotta balance just adding on to that every time I, I think about this topic it reminds me of my grandpa who passed away, rest in peace, grandpa. One of the <laughs> conversations that he had with me before he passed was, um, the last time I saw him was when I was 17. Mm-hmm. Um, he had Alzheimer's. And so conversing with him is a, is a challenge. It's a funny challenge, mm-hmm. but a challenge nonetheless. And he would ask me, wait, so how old are you again? I'm 17, grandpa. 17? Yes, Grandpa. <laughs> Do you have boyfriend? No, no. Grandpa. <laughs> Wait, so how old are you again? I'm 17, Grandpa. <laughs> okay, 17. And... Do you have a boyfriend yet? So imagine that times at least like I think five before we move on to the next question. Yeah. yeah. And then at some point it's just like, wait, so you're 17 and no boyfriend. Aren't you supposed to have two or three by now? Oh my gosh. Okay, Grandpa. <laughs> no, Grandpa, I don't. I, I, I haven't had a boyfriend before. Mm-hmm. Oh, you must not be a good catch then. Oh, oh. <laughs> Thankfully, my self-esteem isn't terrible because <laughs> that could have hurt. But it, I don't know. I just found it really funny because, I mean, the statement in itself is funny. That and the fact that we were able to have a conversation, and that was one of the last conversations we had before Aww. he passed, is just something yeah. that really sticks oh, wow. in my brain. Yeah, it's just really weird with all of these cultural and generational pressures. And it, it makes you question if there's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. And that shouldn't be the case. And it's unfortunate that some people are just like, you know, circling in their mind is this, mm-hmm. is this, is it me? Is it me? To your points about differences in generations. To everyone out there with parents who are older, there is this underlying expectation of grandkids, or if you have cousins that are older than you, and they're starting to have kids, so your aunts and uncles are grandparents, or your grandparents are becoming great-grandparents, there's this expectation that because you are now at the age of, it's not absurd for us to start seriously considering like marrying someone like the concept to me is a little bit foreign but people our age will cons- will get engaged will consider mm-hmm. getting married and when your family is older than you there is that pressure and family pressure is something that's very different than everything else I, I find yeah to my friends with older parents I feel you and it is okay to do things on your own timing If you want kids, great, but that's going to happen at your own time. If you don't want kids or if you don't want to get married or any of that, good luck with those conversations. And as much as it sucks to get that pressure from people, everything happens at your timing. It's okay. Agreed. There's an old stat that says, on average, people will have met the person they're going to marry by the age of 21. 
And I've always declared conflict with that stat because 21 seems so young. I, I don't know what time era, I want to say 90s, early 2000s-ish when this was super relevant. But now that travel is so much more prevalent, mm-hmm. if you make any big move in life or if you go somewhere further for like further education or if you move countries or continents because you know that's not possible how have you met the person you're going to marry at 21 I don't think that stat is as relevant or thrown around now but I know when I was in when we were in later high school it was just everywhere and I was like Mm -hmm. I'm 16 17 that gives me like four or five years what I just again things can happen at your time it's okay to not have been in a relationship by the age of 21 or 17 or 25 if that's not what you want to do or if that's not where life is taking you yet it's okay I wonder what the stat is today like do you think they have I don't know I mean I can look it up yeah I wonder because people are getting married later now right yeah or I guess people aren't getting married at all because some people just do common law I don't know interesting what would your estimate be I I don't think it's an age so much as a stage in life where once you've established your first kind of long-term career where it's going to land you for a little bit, I think at that point you'll have probably met who you will marry. Because if you keep moving and stuff, you're always going to meet new people. Yeah. What do you think that average age is? Because I mean, from a research perspective, they probably just do quantitative of getting the average age because data research according to a news article from the uk take that for credibility or not mm-hmm. and as of 2016 a woman usually finds her life partner by the age of 25 and men by the age of 28 i was expecting those numbers i was ex- yeah 25 28 again this is the uk interesting it's probably um, even later now then, especially when I think about online dating and how, I mean, like people are really busy. So then they just, in their free time, they'll just swipe and stuff. And that's how things end up working nowadays compared to, I guess, old school, traditional dating. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if people want to focus, I don't know, like on their personal life, their career or whatever, that might just even be a longer period until they actually open themselves up to a pool to find someone mm-hmm. to marry yeah. or whatever. I think sometimes there's internal pressure to be seeing someone as well because you'll compare yourself to your friends or what other people are doing on average or maybe you're just lonely and it's okay to be lonely and you just want to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think if you find a way to put aside those pressures, external or internal, that's impor- <laughs> important to separate those pressures from things that you actually want in life, I think that would offer a lot of clarity for direction or feeling comfortable in being single or alone. Yeah. But adding on to the whole internal aspect, one feels concerned depending on their experiences or lack of experiences in dating or being asked out. And it makes you question your value, if there's something wrong with you or like you're undesirable. And it's crazy to see how much of an impact that makes. I know a bunch of people who, for example, were not asked out in high school and stuff. Mm-hmm. It affects how they carry themselves out post-secondary or in work as to 
is this person just treating me nicely? Does this person want to be with me? And I just wish there weren't these expectations on people to have some sort of dating timeline because then it makes you question yourself when really we should just, in an ideal world, we would just focus on being the best we can be. And, and then hopefully when the time comes, things would just work out. But frankly, we live on earth and that's just not mm -hmm. possible. Yeah. I think another thing is a really popular topic of conversation is your dating life. Oh. <laughs> so to your point earlier about your friend, you hear stories about your friend's love lives. It seems like a very common thing to talk about. So mm. for the sake of being able to add to conversation, I think people are like, oh, I need to maybe casually date or see people or maybe like be more present in that scene. I've been told you need to casually date a couple people a little bit to know yourself in a relationship and to know what you want out of a relationship. Mm -hmm. And personally, I don't have the emotional capacity for that. I, I can't do it. But I think you also need to know yourself as yourself alone before mm -hmm. you can know yourself in a relationship. I think that's fair. Um, I understand both, both sides of the coin. Mm -hmm. um, I think on one hand, the whole aspect of dating culture, dating in the sense of like, I don't know, meeting strangers, getting to know them, seeing if there's a connection adds on to understanding what, I guess, figuring out what this whole chemistry compatibility aspect of a relationship mm -hmm. is um, because you're testing so many different waters, mm -hmm. <laughs> if that makes sense. But then on the other hand, I think it gets challenging because some people assume that that's the only way they will get to know how they are in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And frankly, I think it part of it also has to do with like the deep self work of understanding who you are and what you want. And though different relationships offer different experiences, like the relationship you have with your uh, family, the relationship you have with your friends or whoever, those are all different experiences compared to a romantic relationship. But I do think understanding your needs and wants from those are still applicable in a romantic relationship. So I think it's good to observe who you are with those people and who you are with yourself before you get into a serious relationship but I definitely understand that dating also helps with understanding that but I don't think that's a necessity for everyone because some people's self-awareness is different and some people's wants and needs are different and so that might not fit the bill fit the shoe fit that might not be suited for everyone but if it works for you that's great just do things safely yeah, do things safely, do things consensually, and know what you're getting yourself into. <laughs> I guess you never fully know unless you try. I don't know. Just be safe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, on one hand, it's like it can be a bit annoying if all your friends do is talk about relationships. But frankly, I feel like I've learned a lot from hearing other people's stories. I don't know. I think I'm just a weird type of single because I actually love couple tiktok i like some of the my favorite youtubers are like been in long-term relationships and i've never felt jealous or like man <laughs> i think it's about like having a mindset change towards those things mm -hmm. because on one hand it's like i could think oh why can't that be me but then on the other hand i just i love love man and so seeing <laughs> people that i care about be happy because of their partner not, I mean, like not solely because of their partner, because they shouldn't be dependent on them, mm -hmm. but just seeing people happy, that just makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside instead of being hateful. So yeah. it has a lot to do with 
changing your mindset despite all of these pressures and whatnot. I think you also learn a lot when you observe well, people watching in general, you'll learn that while you might not have experienced those things for yourself, when you talk to friends or vicariously live through people on the internet, you learn things. Or my a lot of my cousins are getting married right now. Aww. So I've been to a couple weddings. And while I don't want to get married right now, I'm kind of taking mental notes in the back of my mind of I want that at my wedding or I don't want that. Right. So you learn yeah. through other people and different things. And I guess that's the benefit of being single with not single friends you get to learn without the ick of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It depends on who you're with. Cause yeah, there's that mix where it's like, there are certain couples I can be around. I'm just like, yo, this is fine. We're all friends here. Then sometimes <laughs> I'm like odd number wheeling, whether it's like third or fifth or seventh or ninth. Sorry. I'm just, I'm having a hard time <laughs> skipping numbers. And it, it does get kind of annoying when people constantly ask, so when are you going to see someone? Or like, depending on who you're with, they might feel as though this is a date date, as in like, mm. we're all dating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's annoying to have to deal with people who treat you differently because you're single or mm-hmm. they constantly question like, why are you like this? Or why don't you should probably consider seeing someone or something and yeah, it's just important to surround yourself with good people. Frankly, not everyone's a good person. Or if you <laughs> or yeah. if you do have the chance to like tell your friends and give them some feedback, maybe just say, hey buddy, I don't like you when you do that. Stop. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Healthy confrontation. And then going off of that, I think even if it's just not your immediate friends questioning you, there's just this whole like bigger social aspect. Because on one hand, it's just like, wow, she's a strong, independent woman who don't need no man. And then sometimes people are just really intimidated by that. Or like people view single people so oddly, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. because you're either a loner or you're too independent. Or sometimes it makes people question or like, are they just not worth loving? Maybe they're weird. They're probably Mm -hmm. weird. That's why they're single, because they're weird. I kind of feel that way in some family settings. I think my immediate family and uh, like my blood family, they just figured that like I'm just in the state, so it's whatever. There's no point in asking me. But sometimes I feel it from family friends, parents, when they're just like, oh, is Kelly in school? Yeah. Does she have boyfriend yet? No. No. Why not? She's smart. She's pretty. They're just hyping me up. But then also I just feel like it's a backhanded compliment because it's just like you're that, but you're single. So (laughs) there must be something wrong with you, which isn't fun. Another thing that's annoying from the social aspect, people just assume everything. And it's so frustrating when people just assume things based (laughs) off like a handful of stuff. And I mean, I, I get it. I studied psychology. I understand that people place certain ideas or stereotypes on people based on the handful of facts that they're given. It's bothersome in both ways when people assume that you either have to be in a relationship or that you're not the relationship type. Because on one hand, as being a single person, it's just annoying when people are just like, Kelly, no offense, but... I just don't think you're going to date. You're just not going to have a boyfriend. Like it's not you. <laughs> I just like I just don't see you dating. And frankly, I get it. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, I don't really gush about boys as much as other people. But yeah, it's just another rant to add on to the single rants. 
people also start to define you as the single friend or the single one. Right? <laughs> and like you were talking about before, there needs to be a shift in mindset or something. Why does it matter if I'm single or in a relationship? My identity doesn't solely come from my significant other or lack thereof. <laughs> See, I always find it interesting when your relationship status becomes the descriptor of your being. Yeah. Because you can be happy single or you can be happy in a relationship. And frankly, no one can tell what your stat like why does it I don't get it yeah and as a as a woman it's just hard because we're either categorized as someone who is so single and thriving and that's weird or you're a salty single and that's weird or you're a sad single and that's weird and then on top of that we're expected to fit a particular timeline because we got eggs and we're expected mm. to have a kids. And then on the other hand, it's like, oh, she's too focused on herself, her career. And how does that impact her timeline? It's just, it's just a lot of assumptions yeah. and pressures placed on us. I just wish that everyone can do things at their own pace without thinking about what society expects of us, what our friends or family expect of us. And as a woman, especially, it's just hard to stick to the biological timeline yeah. sometimes. I think that is a bit of a, it's a bit of a cultural thing and it's a bit of a girl thing. Mm -hmm. I don't think guys are ever pressured into, oh, when are you going to have kids? Maybe when are you going to settle down? But even then, I, I don't know if guys ever get that kind of pressure. Whereas women are more of the, what's the word? Um, I don't want to say domestic, but like the homekeepers. Mm -hmm. And it's always like, oh, are you going to start a family? I don't know. Do I don't know. Do you guys ever get that? I feel like they not the same. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering, because I feel like if you are a single woman, it's just assumed that you're probably not happy because there's this whole reliance on that women are expected to be with a man or with a partner. But like typically a man, just because that's how society thinks that. Mm -hmm. then on the flip side it's like men are just like yeah men <laughs> like I don't right. think men are yeah. as praised for being in relationships compared to women I, I don't yeah I don't no <laughs> it, it's like where when a guy is single oh he's a bachelor he has like all this whatever but then when a woman is single she must be miserable or else has a, like seven cats at home and if you have seven cats that's fine yeah, but it's cool like that but then when a guy is in a relationship all of a sudden he's no longer fun I'm just like yeah well, <laughs> what the heck if if you want if you want if you view girls positively in a relationship in a heterosexual cisgender perspective in order to have a woman in a relationship you need to have a guy <laughs> to be in that relationship too and if you view guys negatively in a relationship but girls positive like something does not add up there how do you ugh. why at society <laughs> if you are a male who can help answer questions that'd be great honestly we might not even be able to get the answers that we want or expect and honestly this is just all really confusing i'm interested to know from the guy's perspective because um, I see a lot of independent females, I guess, more so compared to independent males. And I wonder how they cope with it. And hopefully, if we do provide any sort of insight from the female perspective, maybe that can be applied. Or maybe guys will understand why girls are happily single or yeah. don't persist when they say no. <laughs> <laughs>
this is also an assumption and a judgment, but people end up in relationships they shouldn't be in for a host of reasons. But I also find guys typically are the ones who then end up in relationships that they shouldn't be in for the sake of not being alone. And I wonder if that's a bit of how society raises them. I saw an interesting thing online. Guys seek that emotional, not all of them, but seek Mm -hmm. emotional support from their partners because they don't have that in their friends. But women have that in their friends. Not to say that you don't seek emotional support from your partner if you are a female, but we're more okay with being alone because we have that social network and they don't have that same social network. Like they have friends, they have their bros, but it's not the boys. Yeah, the boys, (laughs) but it's not the same. Yeah, (laughs) I I have to go find that. But it was something on when a man is widowed versus a woman is widowed, the woman will live longer versus the man will not just because the woman usually has that support network in her friends. But Aww. the man's support network was his wife and she's now dead. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting point that you raised. And this is why it's important to talk about your feelings and get things off. Just unless it's a little too much, then maybe you should probably seek a therapist. Yeah. But just. Yeah, I I think it's important to open up dialogue about the feels and stuff. Because honestly, like to any guys who are listening to this, (laughs) chances are the boys might be going through it too. And so sometimes you just got to do a vibe check. Check in on your bros. So we don't have to. No. we've spoken about singleness and just all of the rants and troubles associated with how do you go about enjoying this single identity whether you are in a relationship and seeking to find a bit more independence in yourself despite being you know attached to someone or if you actually are single and you're just figuring out what to do with yourself in this time that you are single Katrina, do you think you can start us off with how you're maintaining your sense of self despite being in a relationship? I can try. (laughs) An important separation to make is yourself as you versus yourself in the relationship. You start thinking in we instead of I, which is important when you're making plans or whatever. And don't get me wrong, couple hobbies, like things you can do together or couple friends are great. It builds a community and you need those people, but you are your own person on your own. And when you think in the collective, we, it removes that sense of self a little bit. And I think that can get a little dangerous. Your partner might be your better half or your other half or whatever, but you've got to be able to stand fully on your own. You can be better together, but you need to be fine alone. And learn. it's hard to learn that, but learning that comes with being comfortable with yourself, which isn't easy. I, I, I literally have no tips for that. <laughs> Codependency is looked down on in all senses, but it's not actually that hard to hit the levels of codependency. You just get used to someone being around, and it's not just in the sense of romantic relationships you get used to friends or roommates 
you get used to doing things with them and going places with them, which is fine. But it's important to keep your sense of self through that all. You occupy many roles in different people's lives, like daughter or friend or significant other, but you are still yourself independent of all those people. Yeah, that makes sense. And I really like that point that you brought up about codependency because it's, yeah, you're right. Like it's not just a reliance on your romantic partner. Sometimes you get stuck in that loop with any other sorts of relationships. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed that a lot throughout those different stages of like, you know, maybe you have like your high school lunch table that you're always with or um, your housemates once you're in post-secondary or even with COVID and everything going on you're just stuck with your actual household and then you just mm -hmm. start building on traits of who they are and who you are and there's yeah that's just a lot to deal with yeah. and you like you said you do get used to them and so how do you go about having that independence or at least like trying to set boundaries in any relationship friend family romantic you have to set boundaries not just with the other person but with yourself not that you keep secrets but you do have a level of privacy where you or you have things that are independently yours. You set aside time that is you time where you maybe partake in a hobby that's specifically yours. And it's not that you don't share those interests or those hobbies or their stories with them, but that's something that is yours. Maybe your significant other doesn't like a certain show, but you like the show, but they would be willing to watch it with you and they can, but you don't form this collective identity around this show. Mm -hmm. You need to set out time for your own friends. I fully understand it. And I've been guilty of it too, where when you start a relationship, you kind of just disappear from people's lives for a little bit because you're so oh, taken. Oh, I know the ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're so taken with this new, maybe not new person, but this new stage in your relationship with this person that you just kind of ghost the rest of your friends. And that's mm -hmm. not good. And again, I'm, I've done this and it's really easy to do and it's not said in judgment, but you do need to have your own friends. You can cross friend groups. You can get them to me. If you're comfortable with that, it's fine. But it's important to have friends that know you as you, not you as you and your significant other. Mm -hmm. So like in French, there's the two you and there's the vous you. Like you need to be known as two, not just vous. <laughs> like, that makes sense yeah cool. French it's been a while bro yeah stay true stay true <laughs> to anyone who doesn't speak French two is the singular version of you and vu is the plural version of you so I guess two is you and vu is y'all yeah you need to be known as you not y'all to not vu. Stay true, stay too. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> and it's not that you don't, you can share hobbies with them and stuff, but you have to have things that are your own. And it's not like, oh, I'm gonna, we're gonna go do this on our own, but we're gonna come back together and then like do it again together. And like, you need things that are specifically yours. <laughs> they can join you sometimes, but it shouldn't be a, like, I know you might want to share your everything about you with them, but for the sake of having some form of self, separating some things is important. And I know jealousy or fear of missing out is hard to overcome, or you feel like you're not part of important things in their life. 
but you're still you. I don't know what else to say. You got to take yourself on some self dates, whether you're single or in a relationship, spend some time with you. Yeah, I agree with the points that you've mentioned. And I, I think it does work in certain cases where like, maybe you and your partner might want to watch the same shows or do the same things because I mean, you bond in some sort of way, and maybe mm-hmm. that's it. It's just the point where it becomes a reliance on it is when mm-hmm. it gets kind of scary. Same with the whole friend thing. I think it's important that your friends do know your partner at some point. And especially mm-hmm. if you're taking things really, really, really seriously or just serious, they are bound to know them. But again, like you should still try to be able to identify certain friends, traits, um, interests that are solely your own before you start adapting another personality Mm -hmm. and not to say that relationships are bound to end but there's a chance that things may end and it's to help provide some sort of cushioning before that fall it's good to be able to recognize certain aspects of yourself before you feel like you lost everything because you've integrated that so tightly but let's just hope that that's not the case. You know, maybe maybe might be together forever. And that 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 works. That that happens. But I'm just saying, don't put all your eggs in one basket. It's super cynical in this context, but yeah. Something else that helps with getting to know yourself as you is just sitting down with yourself in complete silence. What if you don't like sitting down? Kakuna? Okay, standing, going for a walk, but just in silence with your own thoughts. And I know that's uncomfy for everyone with anxiety or any intrusive thoughts. And it is uncomfortable to be with yourself, alone with yourself. But you have to know and understand how you think on your own before you can do anything about changing your mindset or looking at collaborating with other people. And like I said, it is uncomfy. But building safe places for yourself as an individual is important. You need to have places or things that you can do on your own to, I don't know, calm you down or help you be productive because your significant other or your friends or whoever that you've based your identity on is not always going to be around to be that support. Another thing that I've actually, I noticed and it's, this thing called mirroring when you like someone or admire someone you will mirror their actions or tendencies so like body posture and you start adopting their phrases or their words and stuff it's kind of endearing it's kind of cool like when you live with someone for a long time you notice your vocabulary starts shifting or you start picking up little habits and stuff from and it's cool it you're Everyone is impressionable by the people around them. But consciously, don't completely copy your skin other or the people around you. There will always be compromise in finding common ground. But you shouldn't have to change your entire being to make something work or to get people to like you or any of that. And mirroring is subconscious. But when it starts becoming a conscious thing or you have people tell you, out of good intention that they're noticing these changes or something maybe step back and think about that yeah it's a lot of self-awareness agreed have you has that happened to you 
do you feel as if you're mirroring some of your partner's behavior? I don't think behavior. I, I mirror some of my roommates' behavior just because I lived with them for years. Like what? <laughs> like facial reactions or expressions to certain mm-hmm. things. And we did start watching shows together and, you know, you pick up interests of the people around you. But I would like to think none of that was in a toxic way. I don't think I've picked up on my significant other's habit. Like we both reciprocally introduced each other to different music or maybe different hobbies. But I don't think, I would. I hope <laughs> it's not to the point of fully changing me. I don't know. I don't. Uh, just start d- dabbing d- more. Just, no, just dab and see if you'll dab. absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> um. Do you think I've changed? I don't think so. Yeah. You just, you just. <laughs> As a single person, Kelly, do you ever get in your head about the prospects of dating? Um, for the longest time, no. The past few years have been a tad bit weird. I think it's because, um, like, I was approaching the end of my undergrad, mm-hmm. and a lot of people in their twenties are either starting to seek serious relationships or maybe they're just messing around which is totally fine as long as you do things safely and consensually and there's the right intent mm-hmm. um or there are people who are in like really serious relationships or they're getting um, engaged and married and stuff and so it, it does it pulls a weird cord in my brain for the first time mm-hmm. in this whole lifetime that I'm starting to think wait a minute but I guess circling back to the stuff said earlier, I do enjoy my alone time. And like you said, that there's a lot of ways to foster that sense of independence. Mm-hmm. Um, this may not be the best application of sorts, um, but something that's been working for me for so long is that I tend to be distracted really easily and... <laughs> I don't know, my brain just doesn't operate in the sense of like having one particular focus goal and putting all of my hard work towards one goal. I just have multiple goals and multiple interests Mm -hmm. and multiple different settings in my Google calendar trying to figure out what am I doing. Guys, she just takes on too much at once. Yeah, that's a toxic trait of mine, but that's a whole other episode. (laughs) But yeah, I just take on a lot to the point where I guess it distracts me from even wanting to pursue that. And though Mm -hmm. it does become very busy and a tad bit harmful to my sleeping schedule and my health you know what I think I have been obtaining skills along the way so there is some use and merit to the activities or classes or whatever I am taking on in my busy schedule I think you Um, have been getting better too in realizing "Ah, I can't maybe do all of this for my health but I'm so tired. You, you, you are getting better. <laughs> Maybe that's because you're sleep deprived, but it's, it's fine. It's fine. I am learning, right? Learning support it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I'd like to think that the, even though I am distracted and busy, that all of these experiences and opportunities that I have will hopefully help me become a better person or whatever relationship or commitments of any sorts will lie in the future um I think it also helps that because I am dabbling in different things and working with different people it helps me become more aware of myself and how I do work with those other people Mm -hmm. and at least helps me familiarize myself with all the different types of personalities there are out there Mm -hmm. so I guess it's helping me in some sort of way yeah this is all going out of order now but (laughs) 
do you think you've met the person you'll marry? We're also at such a transitionary point in time where a lot of changes are about to take place in the next two to five years in terms of, you know, possibly moving out or getting a first full-time job that maybe you are really into. Like a lot of these changes mm-hmm. are going to happen. And I posed that question to you a little bit spitefully because I hate when people ask me that because I'm like, how am I supposed to know? You, I literally don't know what's happening tomorrow. There's so many changes happening and it's okay to not know. But yeah, I, that was definitely spite there. <laughs> Sorry. I, that's, that's okay. Yeah. Another thing that I think one can do to enjoy their sense of independence is, yeah, what, what Katrina mentioned earlier about having your own particular activities, whether it is having a hobby or a skill, or maybe you're just trying to learn something yourself. If you... I mean, technically, if you would want to improve your communication skills, your public speaking skills, it would help to have an audience. So maybe just not that skill. (laughs) There's just like a lot of different things that you can do that are solely towards yourself. And like having that time dedicated towards fostering a particular skill or hobby, it's like really rewarding to do that on your own. So maybe framing that mindset towards that may help you be more inclined to committing to said thing by yourself. Um, The other thing, as Katrina mentioned, is the whole idea of self-dates. Prior to the pandemic, I made it a goal that I didn't exactly stick to. It was was somewhat of a goal to visit a a small or local business per month and have my alone time. Mm -hmm. Not going to lie, I kind of just had that opportunity to do my homework because it'd be tough out here. But did you enjoy your self-dates? I enjoyed the coffee there. Yeah. Um, but if you are in a more relaxed state of mind, which you should hopefully be, it can give you the chance to really be with yourself. And yeah, that might be uncomfy and it might be kind of weird to see yourself, to, for p- other people to see you by your lonesome. But at the end of the day, they're wasting time judging you when you're enjoying yourself. And I think mm-hmm. that's fine. And so in terms of self-dating, it's the way you schedule time out to commit to certain activities or to your hangouts with your friends, actually physically schedule out time for yourself. And not to say that this has to be how your day goes, but something that has helped me is just being able to focus on the food that I'm eating, focus on the sounds that are around me, like really being intentional and focusing on your space mm-hmm. and then thinking about how you react to that. Are you enjoying this space? Mm-hmm. Um, did you overhear something that someone else said that maybe you might want to consider to do in the future? Like mm-hmm. being intentional helps ground yourself and I think it makes it an enjoyable experience. Yeah, for sure. At the end of the day, you're as good as the people you surround yourself with. So surround yourself with like-minded people who will hopefully positively build you up. Mm-hmm. And that means people who are single or people who share hobbies or things that you have in common with people it offers you a support network yeah I agree with that it it helps to have people who have that perspective and your best interest in mind so whether that is another single person and honestly sometimes it's just nice to have all your single buddies together because y'all already know how it'd be with your single friends 
if you are able to take anything out of this, it could be something to open up the dialogue with other single people as well about the fact that you don't have to mope around about being single. I mean, understandably so, you know, getting out of a relationship might be tough and just being a single bean with all the pressures going on is difficult. But after the moping is done, you know, help build each other's spirits up and hang out and stuff. Mm-hmm. And even if you're not with single friends, maybe you are surrounded by other people who are couples, just be mindful about the type of people you're with and their expectations. Because even if other people are in relationships, they should never make you feel bad. They should never make you feel pressured into dating or seeing anyone. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I get it. It's out of uh, curiosity. And not gonna lie, like before I used to be really annoyed with people being like, so Kelly, when are you gonna date? And now I kind of find it funny when people are just like, Kelly, I can set up your profile real good. Just trust me. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a lot about mindset, but having good people to support you with however you may be is the best way to cope with everything going on. It's not easy getting to know yourself. Sometimes it's not easy being single. You need people who you feel safe enough to get things off your chest around to have heart-to-heart conversations because that's how you grow. And I think singleness is a really big opportunity that people overlook because it has such a negative connotation, but it is a time of serious personal growth. Relationships are too, but if you get married, you are in a relationship possibly for the rest of time. And it's on paper. That's when you know it's serious. There's a paper to it. So try not to wish away your single years. And if you are in a relationship and you are feeling like that is not the place you need to be, but you are afraid of going back to being single, that's okay. Maybe talk to your partner, do some serious self-reflecting, and maybe you're not in a safe place to have these kinds of conversations with your partner, in which that's not okay. We do encourage you to speak to someone to say something. It's going to be uncomfortable. Change is always uncomfortable. Overcoming the inertia that it takes to make a change is what makes all the difference. It's not a failure to step out of a relationship that is no longer working for either of you. And it is not a bad thing to say no to a potential relationship if you are not ready or or that is not something that you genuinely want. Being single doesn't define you and it doesn't make you the villain. Those were all wonderful words. Thank you, (laughs) Katrina. I was like head nodding the whole way. From two people who have been single most of our lives, it's okay. I see no problem with it. Yeah, I mean, everyone's different. And not to say like, oh, look at us, we function just fine. But (laughs) (laughs) it just goes to show that it is possible for people to operate just fine, even if it's just by themselves. There are so many other experiences and opportunities and relationships that help make this single life exciting and like even if you are in a relationship probably you're bound to find some value in your alone time as well and I hope that this episode shed light on being able to enjoy that alone time and screw society (laughs) in all your endeavors whether it be single or not single good luck be safe be smart stay true stay Stay (laughs) true If you'd like to keep up with us, feel free to follow us on Instagram at The Glass Chest. At the end of the day, we've all got some stuff we want to get off our chest. Till next week, stay Stay glassy. glassy.